Hello and welcome to another episode of Bad Take Blake. I am your host, Davis, joined once again by Drew, who again has been fired and we are accepting applications. My time is short-lived, guys. It's uh, it's not going to be on here long. Last I heard, he's read through three applications and none of them could read. So, no, I can barely them, read. None of them can read. They're all little Miss fans. <laughs> Cole tried to submit an application. It was written in crayon and had a bunch of water on it. Let me tell you, Cole would be the best replacement here. Best Absolutely. replacement by far. I would never allow such things. <laughs> it would be terrible. Um, welcome back to another episode. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, I have been accused of not putting out an episode because Tennessee lost to Florida. I want it on record. We recorded. It's not my fault that Riverside screwed us, but we opened a dispute ticket. We're back. We did not record last week because I didn't want to waste mine or Drew's time. So... Hopefully, we can move along and things are smooth. If you're listening to this, you might notice that we don't have our intro music. Um, apparently, that was why we couldn't export. Hmm. Copyright, huh? No, we own it. I bought it. I hired oh, someone no. to commission it. It's just that for whatever reason, the type of file wasn't working. Well, I had some other stuff going on last week, so I wasn't really present in the in the group text or anywhere else. So I appreciate you guys being being patient with us. Absolutely. Uh, and speaking of our music, I would like to give a shout out to Landon Pate. He was commissioned to make that. I thought it was great. I hope we can continue to use it on things like YouTube, things like Instagram. Uh, I'm hoping we can find a workaround so that we can bring it back. But for the time being, no intro, no outro. Drew, how do you feel about Sober October? You know... I got a lot of shit going on in my life, which <laughs> makes makes me want to do it more and also makes me want to do it a lot less. I don't think you could pick a worse month to try to go sober in than October. Um, Tennessee and Alabama play, which you have to drink for that game. You have you to. You might not. I have to. There's also – I've got a wedding. I think you've got a wedding. Yep. Uh, there's Halloween. NBA season starts. Basketball season starts to get rolling a little bit. We're in the thick of football. There's a lot of parties. The thick. The thick. Oh, it's a thick boy, all right. It sure is. A triple patty baconator, if you will. But, yeah, I mean, I think the only other month that could be worse to try to be sober in might be December. Yeah. I don't know if I could ever do December. It's just I feel like it's the amount of parties that you end up. Having to Being go at. to and be around. Yeah, it, it's tough any month, but um, October's tough. Honestly, if they could do it in like – I want to say July, but summer's tough too because I want to go to the lake and the beach. Maybe like – It's just why, – why are – it's just tough to be sober. Why are we trying? Yeah, well, nah, that's up for debate as well, <laughs> but embrace debate. Um, if you are sober, congratulations to you. Yeah, it's huge. I was thinking about doing it because, like, you know, you cut out the beer calories and the beer bill. I imagine I'm coming out pretty well ahead at the end of the month. I'm up big. Speaking of being up big, and I just want to state this for everyone to listen. I had some stuff to deal with this weekend, so I couldn't really gamble much because I was out of state. So me and my brother, we wrote down 15 picks that we thought were really solid. He bet a ton of them. I hit every single 
pick except one. I went 14 and one. The picks that me and my brother decided on, he hit a four-team parlay, a five-team parlay, and a six-team parlay on Sunday. Drew, you know what Think we call about that? that. You know what we call that? What do we call that? A dead cat bounce. I, I, it, I, it made me so mad. I had everything right. My big play of the day, guess what it was? Ole Miss Moneyline. And and if I would have bet them, they'd have lost for sure. They I'm for sure would have lost. This. I'm glad you recognized They for this. sure would have lost. But, man, do you know how bad it sucks to look at your picks versus how the games turned out and be like, wow, I could have been up an unreasonable amount of money this weekend, but I wasn't. You know, I think it's good you took a break. I think sometimes we need a reset. Um I I know I slept a lot better knowing or assuming that you weren't betting anything near my team. <laughs> and um, I, I think we should really keep this trend going. Yeah. And, and if, you know, maybe if you turn around during basketball season, we can talk. I think uh, I think the start of basketball season is a good time to reevaluate. I think layoff and then kind of, you know, and like here and there, put a little something here, put a little something there, but nothing major. And don't put it on any major teams, i.e. Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't really gamble a whole lot. I make my picks in terms of podcasts and you're keeping up with them on the spreadsheet. Um Remind me to send you that after this too. I yeah, still have I that on my see computer because I feel like I'm doing really well on it. Not so much last you, week because I made my picks for a pick'em, and those just kind of became my BTB picks. To be honest with you, I need to put in your picks for last week because I didn't do anything. But yeah, the last time I checked, you were way more right than wrong. I don't know what your number was, but you were way more right than wrong. Let's um, let's go ahead. Let's get the official number for next week. Um, I got one bad take plate for you. One bad take Let's do of the it. week. Spencer Rattler in the post-game press conference after getting blown out, losing by three touchdowns, saying this was Tennessee's Super Bowl. Buddy, this is not one of the three most important games that Tennessee will play. It's just not. You Did you guys have an asterisk next to this game? Did y'all did you guys have it circled? It, it meant mean more this Bowl. game. It meant no. I think he over exaggerated. Never, never it meant underestimate more. the pettiness of Tennessee fans. It meant more this week. And I, I think that's he over exaggerated, well, a, but that's kind of what he was getting. It was to. a must win. It was a it was really a must win for both teams. Um I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you and say that, you know, if we're five and oh, it doesn't mean anything. Obviously it means something. They beat us last year, but I'm thinking about the three or four most important games on our schedule. South Carolina is not one of them. Georgia at home is by far the biggest game this year. Um, Alabama on the road is probably the second, and then Kentucky on the road is the third. And if the way things are shaping up, keep shaping up, Kentucky on the road might move up to number two. If you would have lost it, your opinion would be different. That's all I'm going to say. Well, it would have sucked, and I think we would have started talking about this is a waste of a season. But we didn't lose it. In fact, I actually thought, and we'll talk about it during the recap, I thought we started to pull things together a little bit. Um, no, I, I think so too. I have an opinion on Ole Miss, I mean, on Tennessee on this game, and do you want me to give it now? No, let's wait for the recap because uh, I also cool. want to talk about the AP poll. Um, new AP poll dropped. Tennessee, despite beating a conference opponent, an SEC conference opponent at that, 
by three touchdowns, moved down a rank. I just want to list the schools for the beat writers that didn't have Tennessee ranked. Because I think you'll notice a lot of them might be interested parties. Duke, who's not given as much love in the poll as they should, but became a two-loss team after losing to Notre Dame. Became a one-loss team after losing to Notre Dame. Excuse me, because they beat Clemson already. They haven't played Florida State yet. Uh, LSU, who did become a two-loss team after losing to LSU, or losing to Ole Miss, and has no business being in the top 25. Wyoming, which I think that's just random. Florida State, I think probably just random as well. Probably because we lost to Florida, and the perception is that Florida stinks. Virginia, a team that we played and embarrassed early on in the season. Penn State, who is coached by former Vanderbilt head coach James Franklin. Do with that what you will. I know this was a AP poll, not a coach's poll, but still interesting as far as I'm concerned. The Florida State slash Florida beat writer, obviously writing for Florida. And don't let anyone fool you. Anybody who's beat writing for a local team is a fan of that local team. Ohio yeah. State, any Big Ten team, by the way. Media in general doesn't like Tennessee, but Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State especially don't. And Brett fucking McMurphy, who has put out some of the most abysmal and god-awful polls I've seen all year. This is a pattern, too. He's been doing this for years past. This isn't a, this isn't new this year. We really need a process to start looking into and revoking not just media member votes, but also officials. Like, there's there's been a lot of bad officiating. There were some really bad calls in that Ole Miss game that almost cost Ole Miss the game. Uh, that, that one touchdown catch really was not a catch. No, I don't think it was either, but it's time to it's time for people to start taking Ole Miss seriously. Um, let's just jump into the recap because that's the first game I have is Ole Miss LSU. I will say, man, I'll give Ole Miss their flowers for a second. Uh, I did not – it's not that I didn't expect them to win the game, but I figured they were either going to take control and win by 10-plus or they were going to lose outright. Whenever that thing got close and LSU – didn't go away. Like they were leading and then Ole Miss would answer and then LSU would continue to lead. Ole Miss kept fighting. They didn't lay down, which is something that I think Lane Kiffin teams, whenever they get behind, and I think we saw it last week, they got behind against Alabama and they, I don't want to say they quit, but they weren't in it anymore. Yeah, they, they, they definitely stopped seeing the light at the end of the tunnel at that game for sure. Yeah. So credit to Ole Miss for winning that game. Um, they're better than I thought they were. LSU is exactly who I said they were preseason. They are a Unfortunately, three or yeah. four loss team. So credit to me. <laughs> For being right. And But this is my outlook on Ole Miss, man. They still have to go play at Georgia. They still have to go play at Kentucky. And while I do think Kentucky's overrated, I don't think they're bad. I think that style of play will definitely give Lane Kiffin's style of coaching some trouble. Um they play Arkansas on the road. The thing is, they've got a lot of these weird games that you look at it and you're like, they should beat them, but they play them on the road. Like, I believe Auburn's on the road. Arkansas's mm-hmm. on the road. RA lost Alabama. Georgia's on the road. Kentucky's on the road. And then Mississippi State, the Egg Bowl, is, of course, just a steamer. So It is very likely, and shall I say more than likely, that Ole Miss finishes as a three- or four-loss team. What if they beat Georgia? Because they could. If they beat Georgia, then they should win the SEC West. They they definitely could beat Georgia. And this, what a year it would be for a 12-year 
12 team playoff. Like, oh my gosh, it would be the best year ever. The general discussion among the talking heads is like, there are 11 legitimate playoff contenders that could actually win this thing. That's the most since 2007. Normally, at best, you see six. And then this year, we have 11. And it's not just 11, it's Alabama. It's, you know, Miami's kind of sneaking in there. I'm not going to say they're in that group yet, but Texas, Oklahoma. Uh, USC, Oregon, Washington, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, like the biggest brands from each conference. For the first time in a long time, I'm I'm getting a feel where for so long we saw this impeccable football. We saw purity. We saw like such a minuscule amount of mistakes, and it was whoever makes the first mistake is going to lose. Now it seems that whoever makes the last mistake is going to lose. It, it's it's changed so quick that it, it's hard to even fathom that it's changed at all. But I mean, he, he, here we are. The uh, the death grip that Alabama and Clemson had on the sport for the last and even Georgia for a second years. Well, Georgia currently has one, but it definitely feels like. And you know, we'll talk about Georgia because we're going to talk about the Auburn game. I've got an opinion on that. I'm not ready to say that their death grip is off the sport. However, I think this is going to be the most wide open SEC and the most wide open national race for the playoff that we've ever seen. Definitely. Definitely. Since the playoff came into being. Um, you have any last thoughts on Ole Miss LSU before we move on? I don't. Um, I, I, I think people need to start taking Ole Miss seriously and I'm really excited. I really loved that Lane Kiffin after the game wasn't really satisfied. He saw a bunch of mistakes they made and was very critical at the way they played. That to me shows a, a true passion and effort to say, "Hey, we're not we're not going to take this and call it our season. We're going to build off this." And that's all I'll say. Is this the biggest game that Ole Miss has won under Lane Kiffin? To me, I would it say is. so. I mean, I don't even have to hesitate. I, I would say, it's definitely yeah, I, the biggest I would say game so. they won since they beat Tennessee. Who does not mm-hmm. want to be their rival? We're not interested. They're not in the same tier. I, I think the Tennessee game was one of those games where it was ve- it was all over social media. The, obviously, there was a lot of events that happened, and that's why that was big. Take all that away, and you're not even half the size of how big that LSU game was. I could see that. I understand what you're saying. Um, I think there was a lot more emphasis on the Tennessee side of that just because it's Lane Kiffin, uh, a first-year head coach for us. Still a lot of question marks in the air, but I think we had just beat the snot out of uh, USC or Missouri, maybe. Yeah. So there there was a little bit of hope going on. Um, I think this is the biggest game he's won. I would like to mention, because no one else has mentioned it, that for the at the fourth time off the top of my head in the last five years, Ole Miss fans have thrown shit on the field or the basketball court in one case. This is important for you to mention, isn't it? It is important for me to mention because, you know, a bunch of writers skewered Tennessee fans, which, by the way, the Ole Miss section was above the UT student section. They started throwing full beers on top of the students, and then after that, the students just took off with it, and then the whole stadium. I'm not saying it's right, but I am. I, I was there. I did see it happen. Uh, and no amount of cherry-picked camera angles after it had already started is going to change that fact. Uh, they threw it on the court whenever Tennessee beat them in basketball, threw it on the field last year when Mississippi State beat them in football, and they threw it on the field again whenever LSU 
got a call from the officiating. Uh, I do think it's kind of BS that some programs get flamed for this. Some programs are told you shouldn't be allowed to have fans at any home games for the remaining remainder of your schedule. And then other programs we just let fly under the radar. So you're saying, and you want to go on the record and say, if you throw stuff on the field, you should be held accountable just as much as everyone else, and everyone should be held accountable the same. That that's your no, that's your what, statement. What I what I am saying is that David Ubbin is a coward, and no one should ever subscribe okay. to the Athletic. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, just just asking. I'm really saying the media hates Tennessee. Uh, I support. Yeah. I support throwing trash on the field. Officials are never <laughs> held. No, oh, hang on. Let me finish. Let me finish the thought. Like I'm being funny, but officials are never held accountable. Officials never have to go answer for the bad calls they made. The call that led to that was bad. It was obviously bad, and they got it wrong on the replay. Fans throwing shit on the field is the closest the officials ever get to being held accountable. I don't want to say I support it, but I do support officials being held accountable. Fair enough. USC in Colorado. Uh, USC was up really big at halftime, and then you look down at your phone – you look up at another game, you turn your head back to the second TV, and suddenly it's a 14-point game. Colorado's driving less than four minutes to go, and they score to make it a seven-point game. This game shocked me. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't watch a ton of it, but I, I watched the highlights, and I watched some plays here and there. This really is – I think this is more of a testament to how bad USC's defense is versus how good uh, Colorado is. I, 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 their I defense a, is terrible. I have a couple of takeaways. Last week, the bubble was really burst on Colorado. They got embarrassed on the road, and if they would have lost every game for the rest of the season, I think you could have called still called this a success – because they had three wins to their one last year, and we knew this was not going to be a one-year rebuild. However, they got down big again, and they didn't lay over. They showed some fight, and I think that's really a credit to the culture that Dion is trying to establish Definitely. there. Definitely. I also think if this game had been close throughout or had only been a 14-point lead instead of a 24-point lead, maybe – USC doesn't come off the gas as much. I think some of this became they stopped playing. They started thinking about next week. Colorado got the momentum. And, you know, once the boulder's rolling down the hill, it's really hard to stop. Thirdly, there's definitely questions about USC's defense. I've had questions all year about it. This was the first quote-unquote measuring stick for USC. And it was a game that they really should have blown out Colorado in. Definitely. Uh, Caleb, Caleb Williams played incredible. Like, Yeah, he's insane. He's definitely in the com the Heisman conversation once again, and th this the story of this game should have been his play. Instead, it became Colorado's comeback and USC's defense. Um, yeah, that's his own defense's fault. We as fans commonly make this uh, fall into the trap of looking at all games in a vacuum, and we think because a team did something this week, that's what they're going to do next week and for the rest of the season, and that's not necessarily true. I'm not ready to bury Colorado. But I definitely think that there's at least two Pac-12 teams better than them, one of which is Oregon, who maybe doesn't have the greatest defense in the country, but you don't have to have the greatest whenever their offense is that good. True. I normally, agree. Normally USC can say the same thing, but it's whenever those two fight, 
I'm leaning towards the better defense, which right now is Oregon. Definitely. Texas, Kansas. Texas is legit. Are they? I, I really think so. I, I really think this is the first time in a long time that I've been able to say Texas is legit with actual confidence. I, I, I think they're a, a good, well-rounded team. Are you aware that outside of that week two game, week one game, week zero throwing me off, outside of that week one game against Alabama – is it week? I think it was week two. It was week two. When they two. beat Alabama? Yes. It, it was, was week, week two. two. Okay, yeah, so. definitely. Outside of that week two game against Alabama, the last two teams they've played have been starting their backup quarterback. Including they, Kansas did, right now. Or right here. Wait, da- Daniels didn't play against Kansas? He did not. He did not play the full game. I did not know that. I The only play I watched him, he was in. And I will tell you, man, Kansas is a good team. They're much improved over the last two years than they were in the past. They're still like a seven and five team. They're not a top twenty. Yeah, no, team I yet. understand that. I, so, yeah, you're you're right. I don't. The, the win against Alabama was great. Alabama definitely struggled the first three games of the season. Um, you know, they barely beat USF. They allowed a one and eleven team to hang around with them for the entire game. I know it was in Tampa, but they're a conference USA team. You can't allow that to happen. So, the real important question is, are you giving Texas six and a half against OU? I'm taking Oklahoma outright. I, I, I don't hate that. It's in, it's in Norman, isn't it? No, it's a neutral site. It's at the Texas State Fair. Uh, the Cotton Bowl. Oh, it's in Dallas. It's yeah, you're right. Shootout. Yeah. Well, I'll talk yeah. about that game because I do have that on our preview. Let, let's try okay. to shuffle through some of these other games real cool. quick. Uh, Tennessee, South Carolina. Tennessee started to establish a little bit of identity in the run. The defense outside of two quarters this year in the swamp has looked really good. Kamal Haddon has quietly become a top 10 coverage cornerback in the country if you subscribe to PFS rating. Tennessee had seven sacks against Spencer Rattler. That front seven is very legit. Uh, Dylan Sampson needs more touches. I can't say it any other way. For sure. Needs more touches. Uh, South Carolina... Spencer Rattler threw a pick six, which I had a blast watching. And then, of course, I, I would be amiss if I didn't mention the terrible injury to Brew. One quick story about Brew. Brew had an NIL deal this year where for every touchdown he scored, the, a portion of the money would go to be donated for an AED device. So if you're interested in supporting that, I believe there is a GoFundMe floating out there on Twitter. Uh, if we're... That's- if we have time, I might track it down. Yeah. Brutal Post injury. it on Twitter or something. Um, Kentucky, Florida. Dude, uh, I, please tell me I'm looking at this stat line right. Devin Leary had 69 yards and one touchdown. And nine Kentucky beat – No, 9 of 20. And Kentucky oh. won 33 to 14. Raheem Davis had 26 carries for 280 yards and three touchdowns. They ran the ball down their throat. This is the difference of playing on the road versus playing at home. Uh, Kentucky beat the hell out of Florida. Beat the shit out, excuse me, out of them. And, you know, this is a game that for a long time gave Kentucky fits just like it gives Tennessee fits to this day. But 
that old Mark Stoops ground and pound, they'll run it out of you. And they were up big at halftime. They were up like 24 to zero at halftime. So it's not like it was close and then Kentucky pulled away at the end. They controlled the entire game. There's a lot of hype surrounding Kentucky. They go to Athens this Lots. week. Ian is already telling me that Kentucky is a lock to win the East, which is ridiculous. Um, they still have to get by Missouri the week after that too. And trust me, I've seen Missouri play live. It's not going to be an easy game for them. Uh, I'll get to Missouri in a second. But <laughs> I'm going to tell you, man, there's a lot of teams that have had weak schedules starting off. And they've started off, you know, 4-0, and 5-0. And, and I, and in some cases, 4-1. and I think they might be in for a rude awakening as we hit the stretch of the schedule. Because you look at... I don't disagree. You look at some of these games, there's a lot of, uh, let's call them 50-50 games that teams have to play on the road. Ole Miss is one of those teams. Kentucky is playing Georgia on the road. They get Tennessee at home, which Tennessee is their version of Florida, if that makes sense. Like, we give them all the fits. There have been so many years where they've had better teams over the last decade and still, in some cases, get embarrassed. In other cases, just lose. Um, two years ago in Lexington was a good example of that. They had Wandale Robinson, the best playmaker on the field. They had Will Levis, who's an NFL quarterback, allegedly. I mean, he's in the NFL, kinda. but I'm not – Yeah, kind of. I'm not really <laughs> – I don't think he's very good. They had Benny a little Snell, bit. who's a great SEC running back. They had a better team on paper, and they lost. And, uh, you know, just because that game's at home, just because Tennessee lost to Florida, like a lot of people buried Tennessee real early, especially now that I think they're finding their offensive identity. I'm not going to give a preview for A&M until next week, but that's those are my thoughts right now. Fair enough. Kentucky's a good team. Good win against Florida. Oregon State, Utah. This was a Friday game. I love Friday night games, by the way. Me too, man. It's I such wish... a nice warm-up. I'm looking forward to the midweek matchin after the, in the second half of the season. Oregon State pummeled Utah. I think Utah finally fell back to earth. Uh, we yeah, always... they're, they're, they're frauds. Well, it's not that they're frauds. It's that the best player on their team is injured and isn't supposed to come back till halfway through the season. Um Oregon State is who we thought they were. They're a potentially a 10-win team. They're going to play yeah. they're going to play spoiler for someone. They're going to play spoiler for USC, Washington, USC. or Oregon. Watch it happen. They USC played them tough last year, and if you'll look at what Caleb Williams did against Oregon State last year, he had his worst game thus far against Oregon State last year. It was the best defense they played all year. Watch out for Oregon State against USC. I'm telling you, man, the Pac-12 is fascinating. UCLA is. is sitting there. Washington State's sitting there. Oregon State's sitting there. They're going to ruin somebody's season. They could ruin multiple se people's seasons. There is still, like, for the past however many years, it's always been Oregon's conference or, at points, Stanford's conference, and then they'd lose a weird Pac-12 after a dark game they shouldn't have. This year, all these teams are legitimately really good. Yep. But there's so many good teams that the potential to self-cannibalize is very much still real. Georgia-Auburn. Auburn's not a good team. Auburn's and bad. They gave Georgia hell for 60 minutes. Yeah. Jordan-Hare living up to being a top-four stadium in the SEC. Um, I think Georgia is probably the most talented team in the SEC right now, other than Alabama. But... Losing Todd Munkin is really showing. Mike Bobo's offense is making Carson Beck look like Jake Fromm. 
Yeah. It's not an accident that the least talented quarterback they had there became the most successful. It's because they had the most successful offensive coordinator they've had in that stretch. Now we're back to Kirby Smart has a four- or five-star quarterback who, I don't want to say stinks, but he's not he's not Caleb Williams. He can't go out and win yeah. you the game. Yeah, and he's just – Could go out and win not, the game at times. He's not that good. And I, while we're on the subject, I, I've, I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter – I want the best for Stetson Bennett. I don't know what's going on. I don't think anyone knows what's going on, but I, I really do hope that he can get stuff together because it, it's very sad to see someone fall from 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 greatness like like he has. So yeah, Georgia plays Kentucky this upcoming week. They have they're lucky that they get Ole Miss at home, but they will have to come to Neyland. And I'm telling you, everyone's going to have it scheduled, and I think Kirby's going to try to have them up for it. Everybody in the SEC is beatable, especially on the road. It is so hard to win on the road. Especially this year, too. Yep. Okay, I've got these next two games grouped together. Oregon and Stanford and Washington, Arizona. Very similar to very good teams that had slow halves and then turned it on in the second half and won by a lot. Like I said about... Oregon's legit. Oh, I think Oregon's the best team in the country. They're legit. Everyone taught like like I said. Everyone likes to look at one game just as much. Everyone likes to look at one half. Uh, I think we've all looked at one half of play from some teams, and we have decided that is the story of their season. I think Penn State also kind of fell in this with Northwestern. They struggled for a half and went on to blow them out. The talent of the depth chart, the gap in coaching shows in the second half, and that's what we had. And these two games are really those three games. Oregon might be the best team in the country. Penn State might be the best team in the country. Notre Dame, Duke. Uh, Notre Dame jumped out to like a 14-0 lead, and this kind of became a boring game for the rest until Duke made a little bit of a comeback, uh, and Notre Dame had to go score in the final minute. I I think it was actually a 13-0 lead, and Duke was actually leading 14-13 with under a minute left. I didn't watch any of this game, although is is Notre Dame a top five team? A top five, I don't know. Are they a top ten? Yeah, I think so. But I, I mean, also I think they're Mike definitely Elko, in the top ten, but I think Mike Elko's done an incredible job at Duke. I think somebody, perhaps Arkansas, should look into hiring him. Um Man, I didn't include Hot Seat this week, but I really wish I had. I felt a little too jam-packed with the frauds that we're going to talk about in a minute. Uh, Mike Elko's done a heck of a job at Duke, man. Great Somebody's going to get him. It's, it's, it's kind of becoming a race to the bottom in some cases, and it's going to be who's going to be able to get to him first. Like, is yep. Billy Napier going to flame out and Florida going to pull the trigger and try and get Dion or Elko? Uh, is, I don't uh, think Florida ditches him that quick. I don't think they do either, but I think they should. I, it's clearly not working. Uh, is you know Arkansas is another team that comes to mind. There's a couple other teams out there. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like maybe, maybe Iowa gets tired of the Ferences. Well, they're going to have to. They're he. They're he's not meeting his claws right now. I he sit hits. around all. I yeah he for the first time in. Points. All time. season. Second time. Okay, well, his his season average is less than 21. 
for this, sure. No, it's not. So before really? last before last week, he was averaging over twenty five points a game because he had one game where they scored thirty six, and then last week happened, and I don't know how much they scored. They didn't score a lot, but I think he's still in the twenties. Well, he's. I don't think he's far he, off. Yeah, he well, he he's gonna have to do a lot better than he's been doing. I was just a slog. They finally I just had, had a, way. I had way higher hopes for them. I really did, and I, I told a bunch of guys I work with today. Well, I, I mean, they, they brought in loss. all these new people. No, Davis. They they scored twenty six against Michigan State. Okay, yeah, they scored forty one against Western Michigan. Yeah. Okay. How many did they have um, against Penn State? Because that's their one loss. Z- zero. G- give me zero. the numbers. Let, let's uh, do the fans. Thirty one to quick. nothing. So zero um, they scored plus forty one plus plus twenty six plus plus twenty. Okay. Plus twenty four. Okay, that should be all of them, right? Yeah, that's all of them. Divide by five. He's at twenty two point two points per game, so he can still. Ooh, he's he's, he's cutting he's, close. He's gonna cut it real close. <laughs> Fraud watch. Fraud watch. Missouri's a fraud. Missouri started off five and zero. No, listen. Let, I know you're a Memphis fan. Let me go. Missouri started off five and zero. They have single digit wins against Memphis. Who I'm sorry, Drew. Memphis isn't very good, but they're a product of their schedule. They can win ten games in their conference, but I'm not sure they beat any other SEC team other than Missouri, Mississippi State, and maybe Vanderbilt. My dad said the other day, he said, we're at the Missouri-Memphis game, and all these Missouri fans kept coming up to us being like, there was a good scrimmage, man. Like, it was a good, good warm-up game for us. And my they dad – actually say that? I swear they said that. And my dad turned around and said, you better thank God Vanderbilt is in the SEC because if it wasn't for them, you guys would be the worst team that has ever touched step foot in, in the SEC. Everybody hates Missouri. We want to give them away. Um, Single-digit win against MTSU, who's not good. A single-digit win against Kansas State, who might not be good. And that entire game was offensive malpractice. It was terrible. It was disgusting. Single-digit win against Memphis in St. Louis, which might as well have been a home game for Missouri. Should have been. And then a 17-point win over Vanderbilt, who is much worse than we all thought they would be. Uh, Missouri plays LSU this week. I think a lot of people are ready to throw LSU away. I'm not. I don't think Missouri is good. I think Missouri is going to lose to Tennessee, to Kentucky, obviously to Georgia. Might lose South Carolina. I think – I don't know what the spread is, and I'll have to look it up, but I'm thinking LSU in the spread. I have it. We'll talk about it whenever we get to the preview for next week. USC. Is USC a fraud? Their defense is a fraud, but is the team a fraud? I'm not ready to throw them away as long Me as they either. have Caleb Williams. Me either. So, but they're on fraud watch. I'm they are on fraud eye. watch for sure, but I, I'm, not, I'm not ready to sell them yet. Keeping an eye. Oklahoma. Oklahoma had a real close game against Cincinnati. I think a lot of people have not been paying attention to Oklahoma. A lot of people have quietly just said, Oklahoma was not good last year. Brent Venables is the same coach. Oklahoma must not be good this year. Oklahoma has a top seven roster composition. 
Oklahoma just beat Iowa State by 30. Oklahoma put up 70 points in their opener. And they're good. Oklahoma's good. They're good. Oklahoma is we're, – we're about to find out who's a fraud between Oklahoma and Texas, let me tell you. I, and I think that's going to be a great game. I'm looking it forward sure to is. it. Texas also on fraud watch because of what we said earlier with playing a bunch of backup quarterbacks. Uh, they have one really good win against Alabama. That was before Alabama put it together. By the way, do we think Alabama has put it together now? A lot of people think they have. I think they've gotten I think they've gotten better. I don't want to say they put it together. I think they've gotten better as the season progresses. I have some comments on their game against Texas A&M that I'm going to hold off on for now. Florida State's on fraud watch, man. Frauds. That game against Boston College was of great concern. It was very t- concerning. They've won the two biggest games on their schedule, LSU and Clemson. Uh, one of them they won in overtime. The other one they handled pretty well. They should be safe at least for the rest of the regular season. But don't be surprised if a Syracuse or some middle-of-the-road type team gives them problems. I don't know if they play North Carolina, but I would – Keep an eye out. Let's make something clear. Clemson is not good, and they struggled with Clemson. Do you know? We're, you know? You know who's going to play in the ACC championship this year? Who? It's going to be Florida State, North Carolina. North Carolina is going to beat them for sure. North Carolina is good. Yeah, North Carolina's they, offense is good. They've got a, a similar problem to USC. Exactly. And I think they're really flying under the radar, which benefits Mac Brown. Yep. Georgia. Georgia was given 60 minutes of hell from Auburn, 30 minutes of hell from South Carolina. South Carolina is not good, by the way. No, they're not. Beamer ball is sinking like a rock. Uh, They're on fraud watch. Uh, They're they're, they're on watch. They're on watch, for sure. Yes, on watch. They did this last year, too, though. And then they. Not near as much, though. Not near as much. The Missouri game that they played in yeah, Columbia. Yeah, but that's the only game I can think of. I can think of several well, games. Kennesaw State? Because Kennesaw I mean, State was real close for three quarters. Yeah, Kinda but they like ended up beating by 20, was. right? I don't remember the final score, but I remember Kennesaw State was up at half. I, I don't know. I, I sense way more of lot. it this year than I did last year. I sense way more of it, but that's because I have less faith in their offensive coordinator. And, again, they've lost so many people the last two years to the NFL, which is a good problem to have. And then my last team on Fraud Watch is Kentucky, another team that has not looked good against very mid-competition at times. They just had a really good win against Florida. Let's see when the wheels start to fall off the bus. And I think this is the week. You forgot one very important team on this list, and this is something that I've wanted to bring up the entire time, and it's going to hurt your feelings Tennessee. Are they uh, frauds? I, I thought we already established they were when they lost to Florida. Okay, but there is a good argument to be made on your side that Tennessee is very talented. They did very well last year, and a lot of people still hold them in very high regard. That being said, so. Florida is yeah, not good. Florida's not good. I think people have buried Tennessee. I, th- I actually think they've buried them a little too early because I think Tennessee could still have a, a decent season. Like, I don't think they're competing for a playoff spot, uh, but I think they could still win some games. 
I want to put a pin on Tennessee since they're on a bye this week. Okay. I will put them on fraud watch next week and we can talk about it. Cool. Because I, I do have some comments. Anybody else that we're missing off of fraud watch? That's that's about all I got. I mean, Memphis are frauds, so I don't know what yeah. else you want to talk about. For for the same for the same reasons I'm not putting Tennessee, I'm not putting Ole Miss. They already have a loss. Do you are are you gonna put me through discussing the attendance to the Memphis game this week, or can we just hold off on even discussing that? We can skip it. I thought it was really nice that they were honoring D'Angelo Williams. And no one fucking showed up, dude. If I'm not going to talk about the attendance. Did you see the stadium? Nice... It was pathetic. Do you know what the final number was? Because I do. It was 33, right? I think it was 30,150. Did you see the stadium? Per... I would bet no. every dollar I own there was not 30,000 people in that stadium. I think that's a good bet. I think that's a really good bet. You might it's, win that bet. It's probably the best one I've made all season. <laughs> it could possibly be the best bet I've made all season. God, it's pathetic. We're moving on. Preview. There's a lot of games that could be the game of the week this week. The one that I, I – I, my game of the week is the Red River shootout. But the game I'm most interested in is Bama-Texas A&M because those are our next two opponents. Texas A&M is an, a two-and-a-half-point underdog despite playing at home. The over-under is – 49. Let me tell you, man. Texas A&M cannot stop the pass. I'm not sure Bama can throw the ball. I mean, Milrow threw the ball less than 20 times against Mississippi State. Uh, it, we kind of saw them go back to that old school Bama approach from 2015 and earlier, just pound the rock. Bama. Texas A&M's got a pretty decent front seven. They're not as good as whenever Mike Elko was there. But, I mean, I think Bama could still run the ball on them. It's just – it's such a weird game. It's hard to win on the road. This is definitely the Bama team that has struggled the most over the last 10 years. It's, it's really a coin flip in my mind. Bama money line. Bama money line for sure. I don't know about the over under 49 is a lot of – honestly, Texas I'm tempted to go the over. Two and a half. I, I want the over 49. I'm taking the yeah, over. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking the over. Bama money uh, line. I, it's so weird because Texas A&M playing their backup quarterback. However – He's looked better than Connor Weigman, and I think some of that is because the pressure of being the starter is not on him. My guess on this game is there's going to be so much money bet on Texas A&M that this will almost be a pick 'em by the time um, the game starts. I don't know that for sure, but that's my guess. I think I think Vegas thinks Alabama is going to roll this game. Really? You, yeah, you, I think there is going to be some public money on A&M, and that's exactly what Vegas wants. Okay. Well, I, I've in my mind, this line goes down to a pretty much a pick which it are, almost already is. Um, this is a big game for Texas A&M. No one needs this more than Jimbo Fisher. No one. So this, he's going to yeah, have the boys and, ready. I mean, last year they were 5-7, and seven and they still gave Alabama hell in Tuscaloosa. Exactly. It came down to the last play of the game. Yeah. Literally. Uh, I still want to take Bama in this. Bama, Bama money line here. A smart man never made money betting against Nick Saban. Smart man might have made a lot of money betting against Drew this year, so we'll see. <laughs> Ohio State and Maryland. Maryland's undefeated. Ohio State's undefeated. Maryland is a 18-and-a-half-point underdog. You know, I don't know about Ohio State this year, man. I don't know about Ohio State, but I don't think Maryland's good enough to give them a game either. 
I just don't. I don't think the Big Ten's very good. I think outside of three teams, the Big Ten is a whole bunch of garbage. And really, I think one of those teams is a pretty big fraud. Their coaching is not as good as the other top ten teams in the country, but their players are talented enough to where they got bailed out against Notre Dame. I really want to take Maryland in the points. You take I'm, Maryland plus 18 and a half. I'm going to take Ohio State minus 18 and a half. Okay. I'm, I'm marking LSU, this on the sheet. LSU and Missouri. This is a game that is very interesting. Missouri's 5-0, and LSU's 3-2. and A lot of people have been real quick to bury LSU, rightfully so, after the Ole Miss game. LSU came in with a lot of preseason hype. They were picked by a lot of people to be the playoff contender from the SEC. Jaden Daniels. That's not right, is it? Yeah, no, that's right. Jaden Daniels. It is. I mean, I get him and the Kansas quarterback confused. Yeah, yeah me too. Uh, what, what's the Kansas quarterback's even name? It's it's uh. It's like Jalen Daniels. Jalen Daniels. Like yeah, no, that's exactly what it similar. is. Jaden Daniels was picked by some to be a Heisman candidate, which his numbers are Heisman caliber. And after so many years where LSU had a great defense but no quarterback, it's really a shame that they have a great quarterback and a terrible defense, despite having a bunch of stars on that defense. Yep, that's like, a Brian Kelly special. It's a it's a true mismanagement of that de- defense yep. by the coaching staff. I like LSU to win this game outright, and uh, I, I think they're favored by six and a half. I like them to cover, and I like I, that over. I really like them to cover. I I, I really I. Missouri is not a good team. They're not. I've watched them play live. They make tons of mistakes. Their quarterback's semi-healthy. Yeah, I I really – if LSU can get pressure on the quarterback, which is something we could not do, and put him in situations where he has to force throws, this game could get ugly. I will say, momentum in college football is huge. That's true. Missouri's got the momentum right now, so – but I like LSU plus six and or minus six and a half. Same. Game of the week: Red River Shootout, Oklahoma, Texas, the Texas State Fair, the historic Cotton Bowl. Texas is favored by six points. That's entirely too much. Give me Oklahoma plus six, and give me the over fifty nine and a half. Both these teams can score. I think the line has moved. I don't know this for sure, but I think the line has moved since we have put this on the sheet um i think it's I get texas. all my lines from cbs i'm gonna keep the lines where they're at okay i think it's moved to six and a half which means a lot of people are betting on that texas minus six line which makes me think that people know something i don't which means oklahoma plus six and a half oklahoma plus six and a half i think a lot of people are sleeping on oklahoma i really do yep. i know i know that fat fuck Mississippi State fan from Barstool Sports who couldn't tell his ass from his taint. I know he's sleeping on Oklahoma. You can say his name. I don't care. Brandon Walker. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I don't want to start any beef with Barstool. They're a lot bigger than us, so I don't want to, you know. I mean, that only benefits us. Yeah, that's true. It's like the Pillsbury Doughboy. You know what? You're right. Brandon Walker, you're a fucking idiot, dude. You've been hot on Mississippi State all year. Will Rogers can't even get out of the pocket. He does not. I don't know if he's ever breathed a breath out of the pocket. Uh, it, they're bad. They're, they're like, terrible. I watched, they're I watched terrible. I watched the Carolina game with Elliott, and they are, they are 
I tried awful. to like them earlier in the year. I really, really I tried. Them. I thought they could have like an eight and four season. They had so much returning, but they are they're awful. so experienced. Some would say they're the most experienced team in the SEC, but they are dog they are. water. I I've heard of being allergic to nuts. I've never seen a team allergic to tackling like Mississippi State is. Uh, it's so bad. I mean, the fact that we have been talking about LSU might not might be frauds. They dismantled Mississippi State at home. Yeah. It, it, oh God, that 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 was hard to watch. It really was. And Mississippi State's still going to beat Ole Miss just because that rivalry game is stupid. No shot. <laughs> no um, shot. This is going to be a good game. Washington State, UCLA. UCLA's at home. They're favored by three and a half, which means this is basically a pick them on a neutral field. Washington State is good. They're so good. And I think I know what you're going to say, but I'm going to say it for you. Washington State money line. Yeah, that is what I'm going to say. Washington um, State money line. Don't sleep on UCLA, though. They're no, still... I'm not saying sleep on him, but what, they, what? what's their quarterback's name, Washington State's? Dude's legit. He's in the talk for the Heisman. Dude is legit. I don't care what anyone says, he's legit. He made throws last week that I have, I mean, threading the needle type throws. He He's legit. And I mean, Washington State's undefeated. They're number 12 in the country. Uh, their quarterback is putting up Heisman-style numbers. Cam Ward. 13 touchdowns, no interceptions, almost four, just shy of 1,400 passing yards. Man, I the, the after just looking that up, I really like Washington State now. I love Washington State, like really. Ugh. Georgia, Georgia, Kentucky. Kentucky. Georgia's favored by 14.5 points. It's at Sanford Stadium. The over-under is 48.5. I like Kentucky only because it's 14 and a half and not 13 and a half. I like Kentucky plus 14 and a half. Uh, I think I like the over, but the history of this game tells me it's going to be like a 21 to 7 or a 28 to 14 game. But Kentucky is probably frauds. I mean, I no, think they are. They, are. they I they, think they they're frauds. They absolutely are. And Kentucky and Ole Miss play, that's going to be a battle of the mid. I disagree. I think Ole Miss dismantles them. I always get these Mississippi rivalries back. I think Kentucky actually plays Mississippi State this year. I think they played Ole Miss last year. I know they played I, Ole Miss last year. I really want to take four, uh, Kentucky plus 14 and a half, but uh, I just don't know. This one's I'm a tough them 14 and a half, so you be devil's advocate and take Georgia. Fine. I'll, 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 I'll go ahead and lock in Georgia. Another interesting game, Notre Dame-Louisville. Louisville and Kentucky both undefeated for the first time in college football history. Both 5-0 and for the first time in college football history. Uh, Louisville sorry, is a six-and-a-half-point dog despite being at home. Over-under is 51-and-a-half. I'm taking the under for this game. Notre Dame spread. Easy. Easy money. Take Notre Dame spread here. I watched Louisville play last week. They're not really that good. I think I think Notre Dame's legit. Um let's 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 make this easy. If they're not even gonna give a seven a touchdown, uh, let's go ahead and lock in Notre Dame spread. I'm gonna fade you here. I'm taking Louisville plus six and a half. I also think Louisville's a fraud, by the way, but I didn't really feel like mentioning them on fraud watch because they're in the ACC. 
And Arkansas Ole Miss. This is going to be tough. My my bet here is the over. I know 62.5 is a lot. K.J. Jefferson, they both have bad defenses. K.J. Jefferson versus Jackson Dart. I think it's going to be a just straight shootout. Whoever scores, and this is a terrible thing to say because you're all going to be like, of course, whoever scores the least points. Whoever makes mistakes on offense and doesn't score on the drive is going to lose this game. This is an interesting game. Arkansas and Ole Miss have always been like a really weird rivalry. Like you'll look on paper, maybe not a rivalry, but a really weird divisional matchup because you'll look on paper and you'll be like, okay, this team is the better one, and then that team will end up losing. Ole Miss is favored by 11 points. It's at home. I like the over, 62.5. Put me down for the over. Uh, But people are real high on Ole Miss. The big game hangover is a real thing. Give me Arkansas plus 11. 11. Okay. Couple other, other games. games of notes. Michigan, Minnesota. Harbaugh is back from his cheeseburger suspension. Scumbag. I, Michigan seems pretty good to me. Uh, I, I think, think Michigan good. takes I think this easily. Not good. I, think I don't think Minnesota is good at all. So I, 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 think, I think Michigan wins this by 14 plus. USC, Arizona. Arizona hung around with Washington for a half. Very well could hang around with USC for a half. This feels like one of those games. I don't know what time it is, but this feels like a game that I'm watching at 9 o'clock on a Saturday and being like, why are USC and Arizona tied at halftime? Yeah. That's what that feels like. But US, this is a game that USC wins. Definitely. Sneaky game in the AFC. ACC, man. AFC. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong league. <laughs> yeah. Syracuse, North Carolina. North Carolina is good. North Carolina is very under the radar. North Carolina, North Carolina is good, not great. Their defense is not good. Their offense is great because they've got Drake May, who I don't. We haven't really started dissecting Heisman watch list yet, but Drake May should be there. Uh, I like UNC to win. I like Syracuse to give them problems. What's the spread on this? Do you know? I'm very interested to see. Uh, I don't have it pulled up. A lot of people are saying, I thought I saw something that say seven and a half, but I don't know, man. I think the over under, oh, yeah, eight, eight and a half. The orange will try to pull off an upset as an eight and a half point underdog. The over under is at 59 and a half. I think you get a lot of points out of this game. 59 and a half is a lot of points, but man, eight and a half is a tricky one. Every time I think about North Carolina these days, I just think about the App State-North Carolina game that ended up scoring like 60 points in the fourth quarter. Combined. I don't know. Eight and a half is a lot of points, and it kind of scares me. There's a reason I didn't put it on my game-to-pick list. I just uh, – uh, that, that gives me the heebie-jeebies. Um, I'm, def- I'm going to go UNC here for sure. I don't know about it. If you're asking me betting advice, my betting advice, which no one probably is, but I'll give it anyway. I'm not. Actually, <laughs> no yeah, one. give it to me. I, I might fade it. Um, I say, well, you can't fade this. Don't bet this game. I, I, I do not bet this game. This is uh, this could be a trap. This could be an absolute trap. Sicko's game of the week potential here. Purdue, Iowa. Iowa's just on perennial Sicko's watch now. <laughs> Over under, they finally moved the over under out of the 30s. It's at 41. Purdue stinks. Iowa's offense stinks. 
Does that mean under. we hit the under? Yeah, under. there we go. We said it at the same time. Let's go. Let's ride that under, baby. We love I it. I think Iowa's favored by two and a half. I like Iowa to win because they tend to win the games that they should yeah. and they lose the uh, games that they yeah. should. I like Iowa, Iowa to win this too. Iowa is the Big Ten version of Kentucky. They beat all the teams they're better than, and they lose to all the teams they're worse than. Yeah, and it's there's no cut. There's no other way for them to be. They, they don't upset, and they don't get upset. Last game I have, and I'm sure someone's going to roll their eyes, Colorado-Arizona State. Colorado's going to win this game. Definitely. Arizona State's not good. I don't, I don't think, think Colorado's it, like all that great either, but I do kind of expect them to bounce back. They put up a lot of fight against USC. Uh, I know I don't believe in moral victories, but for a team that was one win last year, now three wins, and now hanging out with the top five team in the country, that's about as close to a moral victory as you can get. If there's one thing we know about Dion, it's his, it's his hate for losing, which means – Ever, the last two losses have fueled his fire. He's going to have his boys ready for this game. I, I, I think this is a pretty pretty big no, no-brainer. Um, Colorado's going to win this game. What game are you most excited for? Because I, I, I think this is definitely the best slate. It's, not, it's no October 21st. October 21st is the best slate of the year. But the Red is- River shootout is probably my favorite noon game perennially year in and year out i'm gonna say randomly my first thought is bama texas a&m i'm really excited for lsu mizzou i think that could be a really good game and i think it's gonna prove frauds i think one person's gonna be a fraud the other person's not i don't think it's gonna be a very close game i think well put it this way i think either lsu blows them out or Mizzou puts up a really good game and possibly wins. So I think there's going to be a lot of deciding factors this week. And next week, we'll be able to say, this team is a fraud, this team's not. The game I'm most excited for, I would say... Mm. Honestly, I'm just going to have to stay with Bama. I think the Bama, Texas, that- and Emma. Game I'm most looking forward to is A and M Bama. The game I'm most excited for is Texas Oklahoma. Um, I think you're right. I think we're going to find out a bunch of frauds this week. Fraud Watch 2023 coming at you. This is the best think, week for it. I think there's going to be a lot of satisfying games. Like there's going to be a lot of chances for people to be proven right. Like there's Kentucky fans saying we're going to contend for the East. We're about to find out. There's yep. Missouri fans who believe that they are a good 5-0 and team. We're about to find out. How big of fraud – like do you think that Missouri and Kentucky might be the biggest frauds in college football right now? Because I, I think both of them are definitely frauds, and I don't know how big, but I, I think just the sentiment I, mean, Maryland, I got – Maryland's undefeated. Like if we're talking – like what defines a fraud is being undefeated a fraud because then I think Louisville and Maryland are bigger frauds than Missouri and Kentucky. No, I just think, I, I just think I my think, sphere is much more SEC, so I hear it from Kentucky and Missouri more. And maybe that's so, but I do think, and if you look on Missouri Twitter, you can see this a lot. And I, I don't, I try Missouri to stay Twitter away. Missouri Twitter is a toxic hellscape. It's Those a weird space, dude. Those it's a weird space. Everything, man. I. I 
if I, I haven't looked much, I try to stay away from Kentucky Twitter because those people get very odd. But there is a big sentiment that where sentiment, excuse me, where they're really good and they're going to make a run and they're going to do all this kind of stuff. I think that is bananas. I think it's absolutely bananas. Um, so I, I'm I'm happy for them to be exposed as frauds. I, I really, truly hope they get exposed like I think they will. Oh, my mom just sent me a text. Would you like to hear a fun fact? Yes. On this date, October 3rd, 1996, Tennessee played Ole Miss in the Memphis Liberty Bowl Stadium. Woo! Ole Miss was the team Peyton Manning grew up following, where his dad, Archie, was a great QB in the 60s. Despite all the hype and drama of the background story, Peyton and the Vols remained focused and destroyed the Ole Piss Rebels 41-3. to my father lost my mother three. at the stadium. Jeez. I don't know which one's more tragic, your father losing your mother or the loss. That's a brutal loss. That's not Wait, that's what? not the last game that my mom went to the Liberty Bowl that Tennessee played at where they were pregnant with me because later that season Tennessee played Memphis in November of 1996. We beat them that year. Did we beat them the year after that? No, you've only beaten Tennessee once ever. It was 1996. No, we, yeah, okay. Yeah, that year. God, what a year. That was the year I was born. Thank God. That was the year that uh, my mom was pregnant with me. I was technically <laughs> born in 97. Oh, well, fun fact, guys. We, we, we learn something new every year. Thank God for Memphis beating Tennessee that year. Otherwise, I would have nothing to hold on to. That's kind of sad that that's what you hold on to. Yeah. Uh, wait, don't you hold on to a season in the 90s too? I hold on to a season that happened last year. Oh, yeah. Wait, the season where y'all did what? Um, 11 and 2, beat Alabama, won oh, the Orange Bowl. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is okay. better than anything Ole Miss has ever done in their history. Maybe. They, they won Ole a Miss national championship in the 60s. No, they didn't. Did, I'm pretty sure they did. I'm so. I, this is like the most fake narrative to ever happen. In 2006. A bunch of old Miss writers dug up some poll, like the Paps Blue Ribbon Blue Bonnet poll that had them at number one in some random year. They did not; they're not nationally recognized as a national champion. They did not win it that year. Ole Miss does not have a national champion to their name. I Don't, beg to differ, man. I, I've heard different. It could be fake news. Oh man, it is. It is the fakest news. I don't – I mean, I don't Ask know. Ask yourself this. Ask yourself 1962, this, 1962, that's what it says. Ask yourself this, Drew. Of all the teams that you know, who is the most likely to make up winning a championship? By far, Ole Miss. By far. And with that, we thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at BadTakeBlake underscore. Follow us on Instagram at BadTakeBlake. Share us with your friends. Like, subscribe, rate us five stars. Follow our personal Twitter accounts if you can find them. See you next week. Bye, guys.